With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined by two merry men, I guess, this evening. Michael, how's it going, mate? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. So as well as one can be, I guess, all things considered. And yeah. Sebi. Sebi, long. we haven't heard from you in a minute. How you doing, bro? I know, man. I know. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. But, you know... Uh, I, I ain't coming on camera until I get a haircut, man. The hair is mad. Right now. <laughs> man, the hair is mad right now, bro. Boris no needs to last. <laughs> one more, one more week, Several one more days. Promise. Everything is like it's just gone on pause for me. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna start from April the 12th, man. Just live up this, yeah, just live up this last week and there uh, from April the 12th. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're not already subscribed to the YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, you get the visuals. Um, you get access to everything that we're doing. You've got the fight cards um, for the previews before games. You've got the pod in visual version, if that's your preference. And you get to see other bits and pieces we've got going on. Uh, I'd be silly not to mention the Discord, as usual, always pops off. Um, we started to do watch-alongs as well. We had one this Saturday for the Liverpool and Arsenal game, which was uh, great. The, the, the battering meant that uh, the Arsenal lads got ran out of town. And for, for a guy like me... A uh, local kid like me, that's just a, a pleasure to watch, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, the patron. Uh, last week's pod was essentially a patron episode. We had David De Gea, number 10 in our top 30 Premier League players. And future episodes are going to be coming up. Um, Pogba's playing again, so I guess we owe you a couple episodes of Pogba Watch. Uh, well, we'll talk about yesterday's performance still. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, let's get into the pod. So, yeah, 2-1 win yesterday against uh, Brighton. Uh, Seb, what were your thoughts on the performance? What were your thoughts on the lineup? What were your thoughts on the performance? Um, when I saw the lineup, I was... Um... I don't know, man. You you know it's uh, it's United now. So like when you when you see like any lineup, I don't think there's like optimism anymore. 
you know, I feel like uh, Pogba, this was his first game back for us. So, you know, I, I didn't really expect anything. I know, obviously, he played a couple minutes for France or whatever. But uh, for me, I, I, I look at Pogba as somebody who needs, like, consistent games to kind of get going. And um, so I didn't expect anything. Cavani, again, same. He ain't played for ages or... Um, so I, I didn't really I, I didn't really expect anything. But when I saw it, I was like, OK, it's enough for a win. You know, I didn't think it was going to outplay Brighton because, you know, for me, I think they play better football than us. Uh, Graham Potter, massive respect, playing better football. Um, but obviously, Brighton are in the shit position. So, yeah, man, I just I just expected a win. Saw the lineup. I wasn't nothing. Nothing stood out to me. Um, I, in fact, to be fair, I was a bit disappointed that uh, Greenwood didn't start up front. Uh, I personally, I feel like regardless of re- or if he scores or not, I think he should be starting up front every single game. So I think that was the only thing that uh, I kind of looked at and, and I was a bit disappointed. On. Yeah. And then uh, the game started pretty... Uh, we started all right, to be fair. But then I guess against a run of play, uh, Danny Welbeck grabbed a goal. Old United lad. I'm sure you love that. Um, and the game kind of... They're usually a bit better than they were yesterday, I'd say. Um, they tend to finish the game and you, you see like three or four chances which you, you feel they should have put away, but it wasn't quite that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of confident we'd come back and win. Like, just like you said, they, they they play good football, but there's a reason they're at the bottom of the... There's a reason at the bo- they're at the bottom of the table. Uh, the reverse fixture, obviously, we had Bruno's pen after after full-time to to take it over the line for us. Do you know um, what's fucked? Sorry, do you know what's fucked? Yeah, yeah but, um, so, like, the start of the match. So, obviously, the start of the match, we started really well and was really confident, yeah. And I've been having, like, this, um, this like, conversation in, like, several group chats about uh, Pogba's passing um, and, like, who's a better passer or whatever. And I've always said Pogba's short passing is, for a, a man of his calibre and with his reputation, isn't really good. Like, his short passing... Well, let me not say it isn't really good. It's so inconsistent. Sloppy. Um, very yeah, sloppy. You get days... Exactly. You get days where it's like, oh, yeah, Pogba, on form, everything looking great. And you get days where his short passing is just... The basics are so, so sloppy. And it's funny because was, I was literally having that conversation with somebody um, before the match started and he gives away, you know, he gives away the... Well, to be fair, there's a lot that led up to that because, yeah, he he, he started the uh, the fuck crew, but we, we shouldn't be conceding there. Agreed, agreed. Uh, it was a it was a really poor goal to concede. Um, was it Lindelof who got who got beat in the air as well? Uh, Lindelof Wamba. got caught under the ball, and then Wambasaka. Uh, yeah, Wambasaka. Yeah, Wambasaka. Well, he's been beaten in the air, I think, a few times. I don't want to hold it against him necessarily because it's not his strength. But it's again that compactness, that kind of dealing with uh, chaotic uh, defensive positions. We, we get caught out in those scenarios again and again. So, yeah, they go 1-0 up. It kind of bubbles along. The, the play is not cohesive. Um, I'm with you. Cavani, ugh, just I can't do it anymore. You reach the end of your temper, yeah? He just runs around, man. He literally just runs around. Like, a few times he got he got uh, put into position. His touch was sloppy. He, he missed the ball completely. I think there was a time Bruno played him through. He run in run direction. Bruno played it. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah, just yeah, a yeah, yeah, awareness of what's going on. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think the Cavani, it's, it's been fun, bro. Like your dad said, go back to Argentina, go play for Boca Juniors. Thanks for, thanks for some of the... <laughs> I think he's from Uruguay. <laughs> I know he's from Uruguay, but his dad literally wants to go. He's not going to play for Penarol or the strongest, is he? You're going to go for one of the South, yeah. South American giants. So, yeah, go play for Boca Juniors or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's fair, yeah. but it's been a fun one. But yeah, it's, 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 probably, it's probably done now, Yeah, it? yeah, it's, 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 been it's, a fun. it's fun. So, so we kind of ebbed and flowed along that way. Um, then second half, uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on the second half performance? Obviously, we, we've bagged two goals, so at the end of the day, you're happy. But how do you think we generally played in the, in the second half? We're moving the ball a bit more forward uh, in the second half and we're a bit more aggressive with it. But it just, I still fail to see our style of play under this guy. You know, it was Easter Sunday, so it's meant to be a day of revelation and then a celebration, but we're still in the desert, man. We're still in the desert when it comes to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, man. Like, we don't know our style of play. We're still in the 40 days and 40 nights. And that's the thing. Like, it takes individual brilliance. Obviously, the ball broke. Uh, Brian gave the ball away. Then Bruno did very well with Rashford's goal, man. Like, he took his time. He got players attracted to him, released the ball, and it was a one-time finish. I think Rashford, when it comes to his one-time finishes, when he doesn't have to think, he, he, can, he can be a very good striker of the ball. And it was a very well-taken goal. Um... And then with the with the second one, it was a good ball by Luke, Luke Shaw to set it all up, to put, to put Bruno in. Bruno crossed it. A Pogba missed kick, which he benefited from. And then when you've got a striker in the right place, Greenwood, then he's there to score. And that was just after Cavani went off. So that clearly should be getting Oli thinking about who should be starting at number nine or at least giving him a go. Um, but yeah, we still, we, we, we haven't got a style of play. Like, I don't I want to sound too bitter. Um, I don't think we were scared about losing the game. I don't think there was that fear in the team about them losing the game. I thought the goals will come, but um, there's still a lot of work to do under Oli, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Rashford, that was a great finish. Um, just speaking on my thoughts, him getting a couple of weeks off, um, or a week off, should I say, in terms of England, I was hoping that that would be enough for him because we know he's been playing with some niggles for a while now. Mm. Um, but it was, so it was unfortunate to see him go off and again, fingers crossed that he's not out for too long. Uh, and then Greenwood, um, I'm with you and with Seb. Um, at this point, we know Martial, well, from what Oli's saying, probably out for the rest of the season, but it has not, it's been a poor, poor season for Martial. Um, let's start playing Greenwood up top now. Like we're seeing his all round game is developing. And while he hasn't had the most prolific season, um, for a player of his standards, when he gets into these positions, you sort of got against Leicester as well uh, before the international break. When he gets into these positions, he's going to score goals. So let him start getting his reps in now. Let him start developing rather than looking out there and potentially trying to go and bag another striker for 100 million who will be a few years older than him, stunts his development, stunts his growth. Let's get behind Greenwood um, and, and let's start blooding him to be our, our long-term number nine. Um Let's talk about some individual performances, good and bad. Um, let's start with uh, Fred. I I'm seeing Fred comps. Fred comps are going around. You, you don't know how I feel about Fred. Um, <laughs> what did you think of his performance yesterday, guys? That, that guy's shit, man. Like, I don't know why they're doing comps. Like, everything he done was really, really basic. Um, like if you watch the game, there's times where he could have moved the ball far, uh, faster. There's times where he could have punched the ball straight into uh, an attacker. He didn't. Um, so it's all fun and well, like picking times where, you know, he's passing the ball and he's looking decent or whatever. But like when we look at 
sometimes like when we look at the the times in the game where we needed a goal and he didn't push the issue as a centre mid as a centre midfielder or you know not moving the ball fast enough to to get us in like key areas these are the things that I look at like every anybody can look great yeah, in a comp do you know what I mean if you if you pass the ball and you're playing against a shit team like anybody can look good in a comp for me it, it, like watching the game just don't think it was good at all the bar's really on the floor and I've just come to the conclusion that one of the YGs, like I, I, I had, I, I had given up on James Garner, but I'm happy to sell Fred and bring James Garner in um, because he seems like he's he's doing his thing now. Uh, but yeah, man, I can't do this Fred thing anymore, man. There's so many, so every bit, literally every single player in this in in this in in this in this team, uh, other than like Rash um, and Greenwood, yeah, I uh, get him out, man. Oh, Paul was back to being out again, yeah. Well, you know, you know me, man. I move like the <laughs> <laughs> You know me, man. Cool. I do like you, brother. Um, cool. uh, Harry Maguire. Um, what did you think of his performance yesterday? Solid. Honest, yeah. Big H. Box. He put he puts his head on it. Um, he he eased well back out the way. I didn't think it was a penalty. He just eased well back out the way. Uh, well back just ran guy. That one was contentious. Contentious. Yeah. But he eased uh, him out of the way, man. Well, a big guy, man. He's a strong guy, man. He shouldn't be going down that easily. So um, I've seen those given. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And, and if we got given, I think it would have been one where it's like people could say, could say it's harsh, but you could understand why. But I thought he just eased him out of the way. I think he just used his body. Obviously, he was on the wrong side of him, though. I'll say that, though. He was on the wrong side of him. That's one thing Maguire's not blessed with, his pace. He was out of position. He tried to recover, but he just wasn't quick enough. So, but he put, he didn't put too much pressure. If he put more pressure, then maybe it would have been a pen. Um, but he's silently going about his business, Harry Maguire. That's what I'll say. Like, he's had these critics, a lot of the critics on this pod, the A1, Timmy had a campaign for months where that it was his Abbey. So uh, he's got he's got his detractors on the pod, but I think he's certainly going about his business. So uh, long may that continue. Yeah, I guess I, I agree with that. You guys know how I feel about Maguire as well. But yeah, he's, he's quietly going about his business. With that win, we've got 60 points now. Um, I think that's pretty much top four sewn up uh, with some of the results on the weekend. Um, Chelsea losing, um, Liverpool winning. But it's still far, far away from us. Um, for my money, you probably need about sixty-six points to get a top four uh, position at this point, and we've got sixty. So I don't want to curse us or anything, but we should be winning two of our last eight games. So yeah, I think I think with that, yeah, we can we can be confident that we've got a top mm. four position. So again, on the surface, Oli has achieved his targets that he would have been set out at the start of the season. Um, it's funny on this pod when when we started the season we we didn't think I thought the majority the consensus was that we wouldn't make it I think only Timmy I'll give it to him was the only one that thought we would you know, yeah I, I thought we wouldn't. wouldn't I'll be honest I didn't think we would <laughs> well you're on the uh, pod I one hundred percent thought we would yeah Fred thought we were going for a title to be honest um, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> um, were you on the pod where we went well, through every every game each week and like when you added them all up it was like 70 something points we, you on that was one. oh i can't remember yeah say 100 points now nah, so we went through literally every game and <laughs> decided like was it a win was it a draw was it a mm. loss and basically i just we went through it and then at the end i just counted all the points and it was 70 odd and there was like rah, rah, 
I didn't think it was going to be that high still. So, uh, I think, yeah, to, uh, in and around top four is probably where I thought we were going to end up. Um, you kind of expected better seasons from Marshall and Greenwood, but we've kind of, through committee, we've been able to get there and, and pick up all the points that we needed to to, to, to finish in the top four. Um, so I guess um, with that, we look on to uh, different targets. And uh, with that being said, we've got an away clash in the Europa League this Thursday against Granada. Uh, they're, they're ninth in La Liga. Uh, they've lost their last three games. A 3-0 loss at home against Villarreal. A 2-1 loss away against Valencia. And a 2-1 loss away uh, against Molda in the Europa League. Um, I can't really tell you much about them, if I'm being honest with you. Um, what are our expectations going in? I think, think we play Sociedad, who are a stronger Spanish side than them. But obviously, styles make fights. Um, what, what are we expecting ahead of Thursday's game? What we expect to line up wise uh, and what we're looking to get away over there. Knowing Oli, I think he's going to play a strong team because I think he maybe, well, I don't know him personally, obviously, but if, if, I, if I've if i gone three semi finals last year, got knocked out, got knocked out at the quarters in the FA Cup and the semis of the uh, League Cup this year, I'd want to go all the way. So I think he's not going to take any chances. Uh, he's not going to try to disrespect Granada, even though. They are where they are. They're, they're, they're not a good team at this level. And I think we should confidently win. I think we're going to see the same players. I think we're going to see Pogba. I think we're going to see Rashford. We're going to see Bruno. We're going to see Greenwood. Maybe we'll bring in a little Jan uh, Daniel James. Maybe we'll rest Cavani after that. Whatever that was yesterday. Um, and he's going to be, he's going to have uh, probably Fred in there as well. So um, I think he's going to play a strong team. I think he's going to play to win. I think he's going to try to sew up the the tie in the first leg, uh, sort of like what we did associate that so the second leg can be a bit more chilled. And he's, he's, I think he's going to take it very seriously because, as you say, what else is there to play for? Um, top four is not secured, but we're in a strong position there. The only other thing is the Europa League, so you might as well go out and try and win it. Yeah, you mentioned um, going out and trying to win it in the first leg, but bear in mind we've got Spurs on Sunday. See, we, we know that the 6-1 uh, early in the season was kind of our lowest point in the season and and some of the things we see now are ramifications of, of that battering. So I think he'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. I think Rashford may... I don't know what he... I haven't seen any Rashford news yet, but I have a feeling Rashford may be out. Um, oh, he did get... He did go off yesterday. That's he true. went off. It was an impact injury. So he, he, he may be out for Thursday's game and I don't necessarily think we need Rashford to beat them. Um, probably a bit of Dan James down the left. Um, and maybe... Um, well, I say a mad ball, but he hasn't used Amad as much as I thought he would uh, so far, but potentially some Amad ball. Uh, I think Cavani will probably play again, if if if, if I'm being honest. Um, I think Cavani... That European play. pedigree, you think, is going to come into the... You think that's going to go play into his mind, the like, experience? Yeah, I guess. And it's like, if, listen, he needs his minutes still, he can't, like, relegate him to the bench. It has a game to use him um, and let him get some his legs going and sneak in at the back post and grab a goal. Um, this would be the game. I think, um, yeah, I think this is a team that we should be that we should be dealing with. That first game back from internationals is always kind of a, 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 a tricky one for most teams. They're always a bit up and down. I think McTominay comes back into the team. Potentially Matic. Potentially Matic. I think we'll actually see a few changes. I think we don't have to have our best team out there to to, to beat Granada. And I think he'll he'll definitely be keeping an eye on Spurs because despite their result against Newcastle, they are a team that... Competing for top four, so if we can not lose to them, 
then that's even better for us because it's even more difficult for them to get to that kind of 66, 67 point uh, marker. Um, yeah, it's, it's Europa League. It's Europa League. He's kind of said that our league position is what you look at in terms of determining how well your season's going. Obviously, in this particular instance, that's to our benefit. Um, but in a normal season, the points we have now would have you like fourth or fifth. Um, but it's I'll give interesting the you say that, you know, because yeah. I was checking us, the United, after 30, 30 games last season, and we were on 46 points. Mm. We were in six, I think it was sixth position. Um, and I, somehow we ended up on 66 points after eight more games. So we, we clearly went on a crazy run where we got 20 points at a potential eight times. 24. 24. Yeah, so eight, yeah, 20 out of 24. Um, so there is an improvement. If you just look at the numbers, there is an improvement. Jeez, Mike's starting to believe in a project, yeah? I'm, I'm not I see I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The numbers, <laughs> if we did an objective analysis, but... I yeah. obviously I, I I know what I see when Man United play football and mm. there's no there's no attack there's not a style of play. There is not. We're we've been relying on individual brilliance. If you look at the goals in the league, uh with Bruno and Rashford in double figures, uh the rest is single figures. Martial Martial woeful numbers, Cavani woeful numbers. It's just it's just poor. If them two aren't on song. We struggle to score goals and we struggle to put teams away. So there's definitely there are definitely our problem uh, big problems that the numbers don't demonstrate. But if you look at it from a numbers perspective, there is improvement. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Mm, mm, yeah, sure. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll let that marinate. I'm not, yeah, I'll, I'll let that marinate. Um, Seb, any thoughts that, on the back of what Wangon just said? No, there is, bro. There, there, there is improvement, bro. There, there is improvement, man. We have to we have to respect it because at the end of the day, even if, for example, Liverpool were back on form um, and, I don't know, like, let's say Chelsea were back on form, which would still leave us competing for second. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, if we think about it, everyone would still be competing for second. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be, like, drifting away. Like, I genuinely don't think, as I, I, at the start of the season, I, I wasn't under the impression that um, Liverpool could go again. And that's something I always said. So I always thought, like, for that position, uh, it'd be us, Liverpool and Chelsea, especially after Chelsea's summer, um, and with what they've spent. So, yeah, for me, yeah, it's it's an improvement. And I just have to respect it. But again, we're not playing football. And what we're doing isn't football. What we're doing is vibes. Um, and morale, you've always uh, maintained from the start of the season that this isn't sustainable, which is very, mm. very true. It's not sustainable. But again, man, I, I don't know what it is, but it's working. Like, And then also when I think about... So like morale, when me and you have this... Um, you know, this debate, you say, like, some of the games we've won, like, we shouldn't have won. And I look at some of the games we've lost or some of the games we've drew. And I'm thinking, you how the have fuck have we drew that? How the fuck yeah. did that happen to us? Yeah. And that's how I balance it out. I think that's, as much yeah, as... Essentially, it's been... It's, it's become a neutral. So the point, some points you shouldn't have got and some points you yeah. shouldn't have yeah, ended up being neutral. Agreed. Agreed. For me, it's... For me, it is, and it still has, hasn't really changed. It's Agreed. just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I look at the points, and that's cool. I like to look at what I'm seeing, how how we how we we our defensive cohesiveness, how we build attacks as, as a team, the individual performances, our players trending upwards. Am I seeing them improve as individuals under Ole? Um, I think the defense is, is improved somewhat. Um, we've kind of stemmed the tide in terms of conceding goals. I think only five teams have conceded less goals than us at this point. I was looking at it the other day with surprise because yeah, we were. We were Closer to middling um, a, a month or so ago, so yeah, shout out Oli for turning that around. Um, but we'll continue to be dependent on individuals, and if everything that we're hearing coming through on the top level is that don't expect much this summer because we're not really going to be able to get back to normal spending until the stadium's full again, then then where do we go? Where do we go from here? There's an onus on Oli to use the players he's got and take them to another level. So um, that's Amada's coming. That's getting more out of that's getting more out of uh, Donny Van der Beek. That's what Marshall has he got? Who really believes he's got one more in him? I think you look around and most people tell you they they, they want to see the back of him. Um, Matic best days are behind him. Fred is Fred. He's not particularly good. Um, he could be better than he is for sure, but he's not particularly good. Um, so I, I I don't know. Um, I, I I'm not sure. Um, I think next season Chelsea come back stronger. They'll they'll spend money. Roman Abramovich is always happy to spend some money on his team. They look good. They've got a manager who looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, so they just need more quality in their attack. Liverpool, Van Dijk will be back. Gomez will be back. Henderson will be back in midfield. Thiago will be more comfortable. Looks like Jota is probably going to bench Firmino at this point. So they'll have a they'll have a more potent attack. I don't see Mane having the same season that he's had again. Um, City will continue to be City. Um, and then I guess it's when you look at the rest. So you're looking at the Arsenal, you're looking at the Spurs, you're looking at the Leicesters. Um, but I think, again, you, you, you put those teams um, in order. And I'd have us, again, finishing fourth. So um, we're not getting to the final, so we're not winning Cups. And we can't quite get over the hump of um, putting ourselves from top four side to actually being title contenders. Um, what does that really? What does that really leave us with? Essentially, right? where's the only project going? Uh, I feel like within a season, there's always a couple of periods where he feels like it's one one more loss away from him being under the ropes, and and then he he manages to pull out a result. Um, 
and 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 saves himself. I, yeah, I just yeah, I don't really know what you what you do with that. In all honesty, um, but yeah, let, let let's get on to some listeners' questions. Uh, first question is from C Business Only. Guess we kind of started talking about it, but I guess I'd like to hear your thoughts too, Seven Michael. What is a successful season looking like from this position now? Second in Europa. It's the only thing left, isn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah, strong second. second. Yeah, yeah, strong second. As, as close to the city as possible. You know, if you can get within 10 points, 10 points or less of City that are going to win and the that's league, possible. then you... And that's, yeah. Boy, they, they look like they're going to get in and around 90 points. You think this team's going to get 80 points? It's possible, that, that, man, that, because that, you got to think yeah. about, yeah, this is going to be the first time in a while that City are competing. Well, City are competing on four fronts, but City are also tra- competing for the Champions League properly. Yeah, this is the first time. So I feel like a, a bit of that's going to kick in where, okay, we're competing for the Champions League. Well, if they get to the semi-final, I think they're throwing everything at it. And I think with that, like performances in the league may slip. Ooh, even though they've got a stacked squad, squad I just feel like, yeah, I feel I feel like the the performances are going to slip, which will, will enable us to kind of close the gap because they with a game in hand, um, it's fourteen points. So if we win our game in hand, it's eleven points, right? Uh, I think ten points isn't um you know isn't out of the you know so it's not out of the question. Um, yeah. I just yeah, I just think um City will uh, fall off, uh, and uh, we will limp, <laughs> we will limp to that mark. Cool. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, if we finish third or, or God forbid, fourth and we win Europa League, how do you guys rate that season? Nah, that's, that's poor. That's poor, man. You can't... Because the progression we're thinking we're going for is to, as you say, move from a top four contender to a title league, to a title winning or title competing contender. And if you can't keep up momentum in the league, you're bread and butter, you're losing games, you go through periods where you lose games like we did between January and February, and then let's say we go on between April and May now and lose games, then it's disappointing because it shows that the team aren't ready under Oli to make that next step. So that's when we start asking questions, like, what's really going on? So that 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 would be me. That's when you're like, okay, Ed Woodward, you see, you see what's going on? What do you want to do? What do you really want to do? Ed Woodward is the problem, though. Like, the, the guy well, literally... True. The guy literally hired a fort around him, so he's untouchable. He hired he, his boy uh, judges, which they went school together, and then he hired players that he had uh, ex players that would never turn on him in senior positions. He hired people that's been in the academy for years who would never turn on him, who who are currently in the senior position, and he had Ollie, who's just happy to be here. Like for me, this looks like fucking. A classic puppet show, man. This is like if you're talking about the Illuminati, this is what the Illuminati is, where they've got the head, <laughs> they've got the heads who's make they've got somebody like Ollie, who people think are making the decisions, who the yard are think, yeah, Ollie's making the decisions or whatever. But really, the puppet master is Woodward. And um when he saw the heat on him, he briefed the media, he hired all these people, Fletcher, all the beloved people, uh, we're here now, I'm not making no decisions or whatever. Last year, he said he isn't making any decisions, but then he said, oh, something was slow, so I had to do this one or whatever. Like, So he made it, he'd done a transfer because it was slow or during a pandemic special thing or whatever, and all of our transfers were shit anyway. So, mm. bro, like, the guy is crazy, man. Literally, <laughs> like, like, United are being played. Like, he's literally built, like, a, a senior team, senior director team, a manager, 
that could just be the fall guy and Oli's just being um Oli's just here to steady the ship. They just want to make as money much money as they can, get in the Champions League and steady the ship, man. It, it's Woodward ain't here to 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 pull up any trees. The guy's an idiot. Yeah, 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 I hear you. I got a question from Zeno. I think we've answered this already, but if we do end up finishing second, can it be viewed like when we finish second under Mourinho? Is it down to our rivals being inconsistent or is there an improvement on our end? Well, yeah, you guys both said that there is an improvement. I said, yeah, it's, for me, it's it's more uh, about, about our rivals being poor. Uh, got a question from Arnold with two R's and two D's. Do we really need to make goalkeeper a priority signing come in this window? Realistic targets, if so. So um, I think what we've started to see is kind of a clear shift towards uh, Dean Henderson. We've been speaking about it for a while on the pod, essentially giving him a run in the side so we can get a gauge of if he's good enough to be our our, our number one going forward. Uh, he may not necessarily be the complete package now, but the idea is, OK, he, he's 70% there, 80% there, rather than finding out he's 50% there and at, at his age, you don't necessarily see him gaining the other 50%. Um, so have you guys seen enough from Dean Henderson to... Uh, say that he's good enough to start next season do you need to see more or are you kind of like because I know there's a few people like yeah they've seen enough and they don't want to where do you guys stand with Dean Henderson I think uh, I think uh, oh god no I was going to say real quick like yeah let him yeah there's been a shift a shift that was needed because the girl's making too too many mistakes and I think we should stick with uh, Dean Henderson for the rest of the season more time when he's in goal I, I don't I don't get too fearful you know, like when I see when I see his name on the TV, I don't think, raw Tenderson, are, are we gonna be okay? I kind of think, all right, cool, you know, I let, let, I let him do his thing, you know. So there's not much he could do with yesterday's goal. He obviously made the initial save, but unfortunately the it parried straight back to Walbeck, who had an empty net at that point. So I didn't I didn't recall him do too many things wrong yesterday. So yeah, long may he continue in goal. And uh I don't think that's a priority position for United in the in the summer. I think they should I think Eventually, they should prioritise Henderson and obviously the money men at the club need to decide what they want to do with the gear because he's on he's on big money and are not a lot not a lot of clubs, if any club, will match that salary. Yeah, I mean, you say the money men need to decide. What what options do they have really? Um, when you say the it's money not, men need to decide, nothing we can do, bro. There's nothing. There, yeah. There's no options. We are fucked. Like we've Stay got him Dean off Henderson. That's what they can do. We've got Dean Henderson on hundred k. We've got De Gea on 375k, Romero somewhere in the gulag just chilling, uh, and his his wife is there dissing us on social media. So like we're fucked. And then Grant, we've got Lee Grant that's happy to be here, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like when we look at the landscape of of, of our keepers and whatever, we're in a fucked position where we have to go with Henderson. Like there's been reports that Oli's been waiting to drop De Gea for time, and uh, like when De Gea just speaks up all these oh no don't worry you, you go back in or whatever but Ollie kind of had the Ollie's now like used the hair having a baby to displace him you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> so he's used the hair having a baby basically saying all right cool like Henderson's done well I can't I can't drop him now do you know what I mean well apparently yeah. he's always wanted to drop him the thing is the hair I don't know who's going to be out for him. He, he's super expensive so it might have to be a Sanchez thing where Sanchez is saying all right or where De Gea is saying, all right, cool, I'm happy to go, but you have to pay a certain percent of my wages and I'll go, and he'll have to go for free. 
and we'll have to cut that loss. Like for like right now, we're paying a hundred k of Sanchez's wages. Do you know what I'm saying? So like we we might have to do something like that Jeez. in regards to Dean Henderson if he's good or not or whatever. I think he's all right. Yeah, I think he's all right and he's young. So I'm willing to give him a try. I don't think it's going to be worse than what De Gea has done. Yeah, and I, I, one thing I like is he releases the ball really quickly. Those are the the, the bright sparks I see, and he gets he sets us on our way for us to attack. Um, so for me, I, I'm more so just. I'm, I'm happy to kind of give him a chance, give him a full season and see what he does and then just kind of go from there because everybody knows the obvious. Let's go get All Black or, or, or Donnarumma or, do you know what I'm trying to say? But can we afford that? Uh, so we have to just look at what we have. There's also a 19-year-old uh, who's currently on loan who's apparently he's fucking hard. Uh, he's a keeper, but again, he's 19. He might be hard in like youth level and whatever. So... These are our potential options. Um, they're not great, but um, it's either them and pull their money out, which is is is, is, is uh, highly unlikely, or we just have yeah. to stick with Henderson. And guys spending their money on Tom Brady, man, American football. Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tampa, <laughs> Bay, Tampa, Bay <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Tom Brady's a hundred years old, man. Give us that team, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a question from Ayavelli. We were led to believe Ahmad and Palestri were meant to be bought alongside Sancho, but it seems we're focusing on Haaland this summer instead of bringing in a right winger. Do you think the club thinks Ahmad is good enough to start next season? Um, <clears throat> I think he's definitely um, rated highly. That, that's clear from the price that we, we paid for him. Um, I think between now and the end of the season, again, another player, Oli needs to get him comfortable with, with this level. You need to start using him... Um, I get why you use Dan James. He's quick and as poor as he is as a player. His speed gets him into dangerous positions, uh, can keep defences defensive defenses honest when there are teams that aren't looking to sit back and have a low block. But you, you see in uh, Ahmad, a player who's clearly com uh, technically much more accomplished. He makes movements off the ball as well. Um, and he's clearly comfortable with the ball at his feet. So um, for me, I just want to see him start playing more. Um, Greenwood is not a right winger or right-sided forward. Um, yeah, he, I don't necessarily expect him to start week in, week out because he's 18, 19 years old, but definitely should be seeing a lot more minutes um, with the season being where it is. Top four secured now. Uh, Europa League, we should be able to ne negotiate Granada without having to dig deep into our reserves. Um, I think the Sancho thing, as good as he is, i probably leave that, to be honest with you. Um I think with the players that we have in attacking positions, um, the real priority um, is for us to get a DM in. I think we need a good DM to sit in front of the back um, back four and um, potentially a centre-back. He looks like Eric Bailly doesn't want to stay. Um, not happy with his playing time, which we know is intrinsically linked to his inability to stay fit. That, that whole situation is a bit of a mess, to be honest with you. Uh, he's got COVID now as well, unfortunately. But yeah, so, so shout out, Eric, get better soon. But yeah, it's intrinsically linked to his inability to stay fit. But we need a player, a defender of Eric Bailly's profile. So this is a defender that excels physically, is comfortable on the ball, uh, is front-footed. And then that defender plays with Harry Maguire, essentially. And then you've got a sort, you've got a solid uh, back two pairing. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, do you guys still think that we should be looking at a, a Sancho or somebody else on the right wing, or do you think between Ahmad, Palestri, James, Greenwood, whoever else you want to name, uh, we, we've got enough going on? It's not a priority, uh, as you say. DM remains a priority. We speak about Fred 
oh so often. We've spoken about McTominay a few times. Um, we need we need we need someone who's comfortable on the ball, can break up play, uh, and can sort of pass the ball five yards and sometimes even set up. Set up. They need to be able to set up attacks essentially, because uh, we missed that link. We tried to start from the back, and we just know Fred. It's just not his game. It's just not his game. But we still persist with it, and that needs to be the priority position. If we do one bit of business this summer, let it be buying or bringing in a very good defensive midfielder. Um, that that's that's that. I'll be happy with just one DM this summer and a few, maybe a few exits. If if that was to be our summer, so be it. Um, Obviously, I think, as you say, a centre-back of the profile you described is also required, especially if Bailly is leaving, as we're led to believe. Um, those two, let's let's shore up our uh, defence, let's shore up the way we set up attacks, and then we've got, we've got good enough attackers. Our attackers are the ones that have been bedding us out uh, all season, so um, I, I don't think that's the main area of concern. Yeah, yeah, I think um, they don't even know if they've necessarily... Bruno's been bailing us out, Bruno Rashford. Um, I don't see Martial having another season this poor. Um, maybe we just say he's a player who'll give us like maybe 15 to 20 goals in all competitions. That's fine. Greenwood, again, don't see him having another season this poor. Again, that's um, 10, 15, 20 goals in all competitions. Um, I think I think that's enough. And, and with Greenwood's improved development, that's us taking the building steps towards our long-term future, which is Greenwood being the number nine, being a 30, 35 goals or competitions uh, um, level striker. Um, but I think, yeah, there's no need to to, to put the kiddie wheels on a mud, um, get him out there, get him playing, get him comfortable with this level, get him comfortable with the pace of this league. And, and, and let's, let's have him um, as, as a certified starter slash squad member um, um, next season. I don't know if you wanted to add any other thoughts there, Seb. Um, no, no, I, I totally agree with you in regards to Amar playing or whatever. Um, yeah, man, I just think like my plan in my head is like, all right, cool, buy a DM, like Max said, but then just promote one of their academy central midfielders. Because one thing that I think that's like lacking is like technical security and just being able to play, being able to up tempo or whatever. And regardless of if some of the like live it, I don't, I don't rate. I think he's mid. He's probably gonna probably gonna be sold this year. But Ghana, he's come back on. So he used to be my guy, and then he fell off. But he's he's come back on. And Galbraith, those two players are very secure or on the ball, and they're able to at least play. Um, I think Ghana needed uh, one of my issues with Ghana is I thought he needed to take more risks, and I think he's doing that not for us. And I think he's um, uh, linked with Brighton. So if he gets like a prem loan, or if he comes back i'm happy to have him but if he goes to brighton then potentially we're, we're able to you know get somebody from brighton um maybe basuma or whatever uh as an exchange but yeah man i'm just happy to just like a, a promote an academy player and then just buy a dm because that would be like two new signings because I'm, I'm 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 literally i've i've like i'm not deluded in regards to the position we're in in regards to like transfers or whatever these men don't want to spend these men are just jacking us for the peas um yeah we might as well just start using the academy and just being smart with some of the players we buy and um if we buy well we could be great man i i kind of look at like liverpool and look at liverpool under uh, when they bought suarez like they bought well and they had a few pieces and had a coach and they were just moving mad do you know what i'm saying like they didn't spend big they just bought well and uh, that's what i think is important yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, 
Yeah, it, it comes down to the manager. I just don't necessarily have the faith in Oli um, to, to to even necessarily make the best of the of, of a good bunch of players unless they're kind of that top top level quality. But yeah, I think a combination of of our, our promising youth players and and being shrewd in the market. We're linked with I think it's Nuno Mendes from Sporting uh, Lisbon. He's a left back. Talking about um, him being fifty minutes sack. I don't get, again, I don't get the point of that signing. Uh, Luke Shaw's come on leaps and bounds. He's gone off for England, looked solid. Again, he was he was, he was was pretty solid yesterday against Brighton. Do we really want to spend 50 million on another left-back uh, when Luke Shaw is 20, 25, 26? Um, it's about being smart with the, the, the funds that you have. It's, um, it's about go, look, looking at your weakest positions in your starting 11 and improving those first. And even in the positions where you have guys who are competent, let them stay. They're solid enough. They've they've been part of a team that's going to get around 70 points this season. And if you're able to then prioritise your poorer positions, which allow you to become more cohesive as a team overall, that's going to bring, it's going to raise the floor of your your team. Um, Yeah. And and then we're hoping some players then have a a season that was uh, much better than the, the travesty that they've put up this year. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. It almost feels like, even though we're in um, April, um, that our season's kind of done. It's like, over. It's over. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I feel like that too. I generally <laughs> feel like that too. Yeah, yeah like you can see, like the pod is just the three of us. Uh, yeah. that, lets you know, that lets you know where everybody else is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, exactly. nobody's on it. Se- season is pretty much done. There's, there's barely anything to fight for. Um, yeah, man. I think battle, a top four battle would have kept you alive because every single yeah, it's not even like, a battle. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, if, if we if we beat Spurs on Saturday or if we don't lose or whatever, it's pretty much done. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. so. Yeah, fuck it's not even a don't embarrass us. Yeah, don't embarrass us in the Europa League. Um, and I guess we keep an eye on um, some of the mumblings in and around the club. We're hearing certain play people are going to be leaving. Won't be named. Comment on hearsay. Um, and we're seeing that we're linked to certain players. So it's, yeah, it's just seeing what happens, man. It's just seeing what happens. And yeah, just please don't don't embarrass us in front of our friends between now and the end of the season. Um, so with that, uh, Michael, thank you for your time. Thank you, brother. Uh, Sebi, always a pleasure. Always good to have you on. It's, it's been a minute. Think he's there? No? Okay. Yeah, he's, okay. Yeah, he's, he's cool. he's uh, in spirit, yeah, in spirit. He's saying I enjoyed my time this evening. So with that, lads, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evenings. Peace. Peace. That's one. Sports Social Podcast Network.